Oh wow! But a lot of a lot of good a lot of good food here. Definitely. That's good. And then uh, what island do you stay on again? Um, Oahu. It's Oahu. That's what it was. Okay, for so cool. I've been to. Uh, oh, okay, I've been to a uh, Kauai and uh, the Kona side of Hawaii. So they're really nice places. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Nice, bro. Yeah, those I haven't been to those islands, but I wanted I wanted to do the inner island. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sweet, 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 sweet. Um, yeah, I wanted to do the inner island stuff, but it's like mm-hmm. it's a lot of extra work, you know. So. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Well, let's get get straight into it. Let's get straight in. Let's talk PT. Yeah, let's talk school. Let's talk all that good yeah. stuff. All right, so um, you can't already answer my first question. Um, it was basically, oh, are you set up yet and everything? I'll let you get set up and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You good? Okay, for sure. So yeah. um, I'm already recording right now. Um, and you kind of already answered my first question: How are you feeling today? How's Hawaii and everything? So um, for sure. Yeah. So let's get straight into it. So um, growing up. Uh, were you always interested in sports and like physical activity? And when did you know that you want to work in health and therapy? You know, I always, you know, my story is that I, I been in and out of college and I've been in and out of different jobs in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was really uncertain with what I wanted to do. But the one thing that was consistent in my life was exercise, right? It was being fit. It was being healthy. It was being physically active. And I think that's what really shifted me to understand that this is like, this has so much power, just fit being physically active. There is so much, uh, uh, so much more it can do to benefit your, not only your health, but so many other aspects of your life with exercise, right? Lifting weights. And so that's kind of when it shifted me to say, like, you know, maybe maybe doing this route is going to make such a large impact to the community. And that's why that's, I wanted to do physical therapy. That's good. So no. Did you, so did you play sports like at all, too? Or it was just mainly um, in in high school? I played I was in wrestling. So I oh, wrestled okay. and wow. I was in the marching band. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's a weird combination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. Yeah, that's a weird combination. I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what instrument did you play in the band? Um, I was actually on the drum line. So at first oh, I was you... the cymbals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I went into the quad. So the, the four, the four, four drums. Uh, dang. Yeah. You can, you, can play, you can play the drums, but don't mess with me. I could take you yeah. down in like five seconds. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So um, weird. It's like, it's like drum line and wrestling. It's like interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's yeah. dope. That's really good. That's really good. So um, yeah. I know you're... From California, correct? Yep. From yep. California. So why did you choose uh, APU? Yeah. So APU, actually, I I chose that place because, number one, I was able to do undergrad there, mm-hmm. right? And I went into school kind of knowing, like, hey, I might do physical therapy. It might be a good idea to go to the same undergrad. So I'm already yeah. thinking about I'm already thinking about being a PT when I came in. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Mm-hmm. So, so sorry no, um and so yeah i just kind of uh, had the luxury of talking to the professor like i noticed that there was one professor that was in the program and i was like 
hey, um, can I buy you a coffee? Can I sit down with you? Oh, wow. So I encourage, you know, all students who are trying to get into PT school or just in general in life, like it's, I think it is so wise to sit down with somebody that's some, that's going to be in your profession and just like, you know, buy them coffee or whatever for their time, but just pick their brain. Like what's life as a PT or blah, blah, blah. Where did you go? How did you do it? Like, I think that's so important. So that's what I did. So I was able to kind of talk to his brain, ask him about the PT program. I tell him about my story and he was super encouraging to me. And uh, yeah, that's when I was like, dude, this is, I want to go to this program because of how intentional all the professors are. So um, I mean, and when I went into the program, I say they 100,000% like back that up. Like if you're struggling, they're going to find a way for you to pass, you know, like Mm -hmm. they're going to help you study. They're going to help you like, Hey, try this, try this. And then you're in school uh, learning with all your friends, but you know, the professors and the program is amazing. Yeah. And I didn't realize this is the bonus that APU is so networked. Mm. They have so much network in, in uh, connections in different places, you know? So especially if you want to go higher, like do residency fellowship, that's where APU like puts a lot of their um, students Gotcha. More of their you know attention is more of their attention is kind of geared towards that. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, residency and fellowship is an additional year to two years, mm-hmm. right? After PT school, but APU really uh, put they don't they don't push students, but they they try to encourage students to apply to residency and fellowship because that's at the level that they're trying to generate students at. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them do get residency and fellowship positions, uh, especially because they were so well trained at APU. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Now, so since you went to APU, what were some challenges working towards your degree? Um, and yeah, we know that you went to APU and everything, but I noticed in one of your videos that you said you got to AP, APU with the 2.3 GPA. Yeah. And then, yeah. so um, what are some other things that you can like, encourage students uh, who want to get into the field um, regardless of their GPA? Because your, your story was kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just in and out of in and out of college and APU took me in. Thank, thank, thank the Lord, because mm. I was like, okay, my GPA is at two point. I can't transfer into a public school like Cal State Long Beach or something because I was like uh, I didn't have enough credits but I was like I know I want this like I I just knew I needed to have a bachelor's degree and do well in it for grad school because I knew where I was going to go and I knew what it took to get there mm-hmm. so go, that's the backstory is that when I came in as a 2.3 GPA I was ready you know I was like okay this is my life, like, I'm not, I'm not like dicking around. I don't know if I can say that on here. But no, I'm no, not, you're like, totally fine. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go okay, ahead. okay. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dicking around, you know, like, yeah. like I'm, I'm focused. This is what I want to do. And so, you know, obviously the first semester, the second semester, I was like, kind of like learning how to study, learning all over again. I was super slow college life. This was like the first time it was super consistent for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning how to be a student, but be like, focused on school right 
And so then you get, okay, I got the B. All right, that's pretty good. Now let's go for the A next semester. Oh, I got to be again. But then as like the semesters went on, I mastered how I study, how I am productive with my time, how I could uh, block my days off so I can be most effective, you know, manage yeah. my time. Consistency. And I learned, yeah, consistency. Like, And then so throughout all that, I mastered all those skills. So I was able to first handle, right? I, pr- I had to prove, my, prove to myself, okay, first handle getting A's. A's and B's. I'm, oh, I said A's and B's, I'm okay with, right? But prerequisites try to get that A because obviously you need that for PT school. Yeah, exactly. So I was going A's and B's, A's and B's. And I was cons- holding that and I was like, well, if I can maintain that, then let's try to add some um, part-time work. So then I added a part-time work, 10 hours, but I was still maintaining it, right? It wasn't sinking. Mm-hmm. And so once I was able to maintain that, then I added more and I was still able to maintain A's and B's. And so I was able to hold on to doing all of that stuff and stay focused in school. So I was able to graduate uh, or even apply with the 3.8 in, in oh, wow. uh, That's good. to, yeah, 3.8 or 3.6. Uh, it's, still, it's, still, it's still like up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I was able to study really hard to get that. But mm-hmm. I went like, dude balls out man three years <laughs> wow. and a half years i was working through summer right i was working through summer i took three courses mm-hmm. uh in summer so that really helped me so i was able to do like accelerated one month accelerated one month but those were ter- uh, semesters each mm-hmm. so bio bio chem one chem two Got next you. year bio two right physics one physics two so i did that throughout all summer and then i was taking my units throughout the class Mm. but i was doing well so i just was able to master all the necessary habits and skills to really uh know how to perform yeah Yeah. push myself Mm. to success and set myself up for success Mm. all those just habits really helped a lot to get to graduate yeah that's good so like you're basically basic summary for those students that have like low gpas going into you know that program and stuff like that just be consistent and kind of you know organize yourself organize what you want to achieve what you want to what grade that you want to go for basically yeah yeah that's good um so i know you kind of touched on it on your in your answer about like studying and stuff like that and i know you had one uh, a video on it too but how, how did you study for exams? Did you schedule out like specific days? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I know you talked about, you know, blocking and stuff like that. And then yeah. you also talked about three learning ways. Um, you said there's a visual, visual auditory and like a kinesthetic uh, learning yes. way. So yes. it can, can you explain like what each one of those are and then which one yeah. applies applies to you? Yeah. So, um, sure. So there's three ways of learning, right? Mm-hmm. Generally that it gets broken down into and people prefer, usually prefer one way versus the other. So you'll have auditory, which is like listening, obviously. So you really enjoy listening to the teacher. If you record your lectures, you can listen to it again. There's this type of students that are like, this are like the ones who record lecture and on their commute home, they would listen to it again. And that's how they learn. That's just, they just absorb knowledge faster by listening well. Um, some people are visual learners. So they have to be in person. So they have to see a video 
when they see charts or graphs or colors or different pictures with different information, it's like, oh yeah, hey, I remember that picture. I, I know this, I know this answer because I read it right here. That's me, so I'm a visual learner. So what I'll do sometimes is like, while I'm writing my notes, like if I print it out, I'll draw a picture of like something that it, something sounds like, you know, it sounds like mushroom. So I'll draw a mushroom on it, you know? And so, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. It's, wow. it's funny, but it works. So then when I'm writing, when I'm doing my test, I'm like, oh wait, it was that mushroom one. And I remember the mushroom picture that I drew and then I remember the information next to it. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. uh -huh. So if you're, a, if you're a visual learner, that's a good way to do it, you know? It's, it's easy that way. Or if you have your iPad, you can draw or, or color or whatnot, right? Mm -hmm um kinesthetic learners right so the last one is like kinesthetic so like touching moving around things like that those are the types of students that like like to walk around and study they like to talk it out maybe they like to um they like to talk or they like to um make flash cards right they like to write things down so mm -hmm. there's people who write notes just over and over just so that they learn that way i know students like that um yeah. And so those are kind of the main three breakdowns and everybody should have their own way, you know? Um, and there's many ways of studying. There's many ways of saying that I realized, you know, there's, there's people who like love to just talk it out. So yeah. they'll study and then they'll just talk in a small group, like three people just, Hey, what's this? Or what's this? Or, Oh, oh yeah. Don't forget about this. Da, 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 da. Like sometimes I like that, especially right before, like if I have all my information learned and I study by myself, I'll join those groups because they help me um, like understand concepts easier or they'll like say something that I'm like, oh yeah, shoot, I forgot, I forgot about that. I didn't know that it was that important. And then they'll say it and I'll be like, oh dude, there were so many times when I was taking a test and then I was like, oh dude, hey, that guy saved me. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. plenty dude, of time. You so remember when yeah, you yeah. remember what somebody else said. It's like, oh, that's wow, exactly. that's crazy. How just, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think it's so important. That's why on the days of my, uh, the days that I go to my exam, I try to go a little early because I know there would be people there early, and I will just talk about the exam. Mm -hmm. It's just a last minute way to just be like, oh yeah, and I'm yeah. telling you, it saved me so many times. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Again, those like those small groups or like you said, again, early and just talking about you can get like so many of those like questions that you didn't really know the answer to, but somebody else knew yeah. and you kind of get that yeah. answer real quick. And then all of a sudden you see it on a test and it's like, wow, that's the one that I literally just yeah. asked about. And, you know, they helped me with it. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly. super dope. So, um, yeah. So uh, I know you talked about the, the three learning ways and stuff like that. So the way that mm -hmm. you studied for like these exams um did it vary depending on like what classes you took so like when you're taking physics for you know your requisites and stuff like that did you put more time into you know that subject over you know um say anatomy or whatever um did yeah. you focus focus more on our, more on one or the other and kind of you know broke it down throughout the week like okay tuesdays and thursdays i'm gonna study just physics the whole time or what was like kind of your uh study habit yeah um great question <laughs> so um so what i did was obviously i had my schedule which consisted of prerequisite classes yeah probably something in the major classes right so wh whatever i need for my major 
right? Whether so, if I'm a kinesiology major, I'll have like corrective exercise, I'll have kinesiology, exercise physiology, whatever, whatever. So it'll be consistent of those, and then probably some kind of either elective or a general education thing, right? Yeah. So usually that's like what it consists of. So I knew obviously like this general education, like unless it interested me, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get by as long as I get a B or A, you know, that's great, fine, mm. right? But these two the major courses and then the prerequisites are like, I need to do well. And luckily for the major courses, kinesiology, I loved it. So it wasn't, it was easy for me to do well because I enjoyed it a lot, which is why I think a lot of students who do physical therapy, like, like pre PT or bio or something as a major for undergrad, it's good because it saves time, it saves money, but then you're invested in classes that you don't even enjoy, you don't yeah. use. You're going to use molecular bio, okay, like, <laughs> it's what like, the hell I'm are you going to use that, that for? for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. exactly. Yeah. But then if you do kinesiology, you can definitely use exercise physiology in your practice. You could use kinesiology in your practice, corrective exercise, sports, sports enhancement, right? Mm-hmm. performance all of that like you learn and you can use all that in physical therapy the only downside is that you have to spend extra time and money to catch up with those prerequisites but long term I feel like the way I did it which was kinesiology and then I took the prerequisites extra it took a little bit longer I think the way I did it was like I wouldn't have taken it any other way Cause it's just so it built the foundation for me to learn and be mm-hmm. set up for success for PT school. Okay. All right. Good answer. Good answer. So, <laughs> so um, now going more from like the, the study portion of it to like more of like the actual, um, you know, getting into grad school and the workload and stuff like that. So my next question to you is um, what was the workload like going from an undergrad to, you know, graduate school um and how was like the the yeah the workload was it rigorous was it you have to put more time into it is you have to like change your study habits and um yeah so what with that question too and then how can how did you make it like a smooth transition like how does it make comfortable yeah that makes sense man you got some good questions man (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it i love it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Um, I would say I would say from undergrad to grad school has been a it, it, it was a big transition where I definitely had to up my study game. Right. Because I'm going from undergrad to doctorate level. Right. But I was already prepared because I took all those prerequisites. That's why I think they make you take it because they just want you to be prepared okay. on how to grind you know, study habits for deep for doctorate school, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. like such an elevation. So I was definitely mentally prepared for it. Um, and in a sense where I was like, Oh, wait, I actually could go to school. And it's not as intense as I thought it was, which is the crazy part. Because we all think we go to DPT school, and we're like, dude, I'm gonna have no time to study. I mean, I'm gonna have no time to hang out with friends. I'm gonna have no time to do anything. I can't uh, hang play basketball I can't play soccer I can't do I can't hang out with anybody I can't have a relationship because I'm gonna be in school you know I'm gonna be a doctor I'm a doctor at school and um a lot of programs they don't usually like you don't get into the meat of things until a little like they kind of ease you in you know a little bit yeah but that first semester definitely is like 
you're going to study, obviously, you're going to go through anatomy, you're going to go through basic, basic biomechanics and stuff. But you'll still realize like, hey, I actually do have some, some time to do the things that I love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like the study habits, the way I really honed in was that it was, a di- I had to actually uh, adapt pretty quickly because um, this year or the year that I went into the program, they said, we're switching everything to iPad. Everyone has to have an iPad. Oh, wow. So it was like, I never used an iPad before. I was always pen and paper, all of that. And then all of a sudden they say, we're only using the iPad, meaning all the lecture notes are there. That's how you like would study, you know, all your books are in there. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn to like write in the iPad and stuff, but that's how I study. So um, a lot of the times, thank goodness, the in school and DPT school, it's a lot of slides, right? Lecture slides. And so you would just kind of slide up, write things down. And in, in my, yeah, notability is what I use. Mm-hmm. So you have different colors, apps, um, uh, highlighters, you can draw. So that's what I'll do. You can paste pictures from the internet on there. So it's like, remember that tactic I taught you, right? I was like, oh, draw the mushroom. So I'll, yeah. I'll like draw a mushroom or put a mushroom there. And that's how I'll study. And sometimes the professors will have pictures there too. So it's like, oh yeah, I remember that picture. I remember coloring in that ligament you know yeah uh, oh yeah that's that right there mm-hmm. so that, that helped me a lot that's good that's good so yeah so changing that whole dynamic of how you used to work or how, how you used to study in undergrad kind of shifted when you got to that graduate program um yeah because that workload is just you know non-stop and stuff like that so um yeah I, you kind of touched on it a little bit on your answer saying that you know when i get to graduate school i'm not gonna have time for like anything um but I think that's kind of like a misconception for a lot of people because, you know, if you yeah. schedule right and you organize yourself, classes and everything, you'll have those times to go play basketball to, you know, yeah. binge watch a movie or whatever have you. So I think that was a really yeah, interesting exactly. point you said. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now we said transition from the graduate school or undergrad to graduate school. How was your transition from California to Hawaii? Was that, mm. was that, was that hard or was that kind of easy for you? Um, it, 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 of course it had its own challenges, right? Like, yeah. of course, in, when we moved to a whole different state, we're moving with minimal stuff. We came with four suitcases. Oh, wow. And four? That's it. <laughs> just yeah, four? So it was just, <laughs> just four. It was just like our clothes and then we've got a uh, we got a, a ninja coffee maker for our wedding. So oh, we no brought way. that thing, which took a whole suitcase itself. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we came in four suitcases, and you know that had its own challenges because you had to buy, you have to start from scratch at a whole new place, yeah. learn the system, learn the names, all that stuff. Um, but it was also exciting because that's when I first started working as a PT. So the whole season, I remember it as exciting because everything was new, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in a new state. I'm in a new culture. I'm in a new work environment. I'm a PT for the first time. Yeah, that's exciting. Right? Yeah, that's exciting. I'm making money while while working. First time, like everything was new. So I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. I lo- and the transition was super fun. For, our, for my wife and I, um, we, 
yeah, I mean, you know, we had to like start from scratch, but it was kind of cool to build that up and then see like, hey, this is how we're going to like um, establish our home, you know, so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a whole new scenery. I feel like that's a, in, a, in and of itself is kind of amazing to look at because I know I found myself when I go on like vacation before the pandemic happened and how most of my family lives in like Boston, the East Coast. So, um, you know, whenever I go over there and then it'll snow, it's like, oh, okay, this is actually pretty fun. I don't really get to see this, you know, in California because it doesn't snow as often, but having like that new scenery is kind of, you know, eye opening. And I don't know, yeah. I, I don't even know how to explain the feeling, but I, I get what you're saying. Now, coming from California to Hawaii, like a whole brand new life is kind of, you just got to get used to it. But at the same time, you're kind of like excited for this new journey in your life. So, right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You get it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so um, now you said that you work at a PT, uh, as a PT, obviously, at, in Hawaii. So um, I know there's no, like, forward answer to this question, but what's, like, a, a typical day, like, um, being a PT? I know it changes because of clients and stuff like that, but what's, like, a typical yeah. typical day? Sure. So um, I think my clinic, the way I'm... The, the location I'm at is actually unique in many ways, mm-hmm. but one of the most unique features of it is that we do one-on-one physical therapy for an entire hour. Oh, wow. So a lot of the time, yeah. I mean, cool. have you done your rotations yet? Is, um, no, not yet. Um, but I know when I was doing my internship and uh, I just finished my internship like a couple weeks ago. Um, but yes. I know it's like them, like those PTs or PTAs like only have their clients for like, 30 minutes like max and then they get yeah. the exercises done and then they leave the next client comes in but i never heard like a an hour at a time right right so usually what happens is pt's there for a little bit and then they transition over to an aide or assistant and then they do all the exercises and they leave so it's kind of like that transition right got you but what we do is we stay with the patient the entire time from start to finish for an entire hour mm. So that's my day. So I have, let's say I have a 10 hour day. I have 10 patients that I see for an entire hour, which is, I think, amazing because I can really build that relationship with them. I get to really understand and, and learn about their lives. You know, we get to talk about some pretty deep stuff. Um, we get to talk a lot about how they should um, help themselves with their physical illness or whatever they're here for and really educate them and and empower them so that they can be totally independent by themselves, you know? So there's a lot of time. So I love that I have one-on-one for an entire hour because I can do that for a lot of patients, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I would, it would be throughout the day, it would be a mix of follow-ups or evals depending on the day. Um, 10 hours is what I work. 10 hours, I do three, 10 hours and then two, five hours um the types of diagnosis we see are pretty typical for outpatient ortho clinics Mm -hmm. so we have a lot of ties with post-operation like hip replacement knee replacements Mm -hmm. shoulder rotator cuff tears or meniscus repairs so we have those kinds of patients um sorry can you hear me with the yeah um, i I can still hear you the the beeping in the uh, back is like kind of faint uh, but i mean i I still hear you okay yeah sorry sorry the there's a oh there we go it's gone (laughs) it's all good uh, what was it talking about? <laughs> um, you're talking about rotation, like hip replacement. Um, oh, yes. Uh, yes. Typical day. Diagnoses. Yeah. 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 
So you would see those, you would see like ankle sprains, you know, muscle strains, that type yeah. of stuff. Um, you would see things like uh, radiculopathy or uh, nerve related pathology. So like things that have numbness, tingling around the body, uh, down the leg, shooting pain down the legs, mm -hmm. um, repetitive injuries, right? So like, oh, I, I keep hurting myself when I lift overhead and then all of a sudden it's really aching. Um, frozen shoulder, we'll see a lot of frozen shoulder, mm -hmm. definitely, which is cool, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we'll also see like different neurological diagnoses as well. So like stroke, uh, Guillain-Barre, we'll do wheelchair evaluations, so we, we hit a large variety oh, of, yeah. of people, old, young. Mm -hmm. um, man, I had a question, but and it was a good one, but it left my mind. Um, <laughs> man, that. yeah, because uh, it was about, um, okay, yeah, the one-on-one. -on -one. So I know you said that, you know, have your patients one-on-one. Um, I think that's very important, like you said, to like kind of get that connection with the client um, because that goes a long way in, in the yeah. long run. So, yeah. you know, having that one-on-one -on -one with that person, you kind of get to know them, what they like and stuff like that. So next time they come in, they feel more comfortable. And yeah, developing that relationship, I think is very, very important. Yeah. And I like how you touched on that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, research actually showed, so that's actually called the therapeutic relationship. Mm -hmm. And re research actually shows that Building therapeutic relationship helps improve pain and heal. Oh, like really? Perception of pain. Yeah. Huh. I Crazy, did not right? know that. Well, I did not yeah. know that at all. So you, wow. so you'll see it like chronic pain patients, right? Mm -hmm. Who have pain all the time. So they say that a part of the healing could be building a therapeutic relationship. It can really help them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Pain is per pain is perceived. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not know that at all. I'm gonna start. Yeah, yeah, developing those relationships really work out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's cool. So, what do you like most about being a PT? I, I feel like you know the patients have like a, that's kind of like a personal answer. But like, what do you like like the most? That's on top of everything about being a PT. Yeah, yeah. I think what I love most about PT is that I can really empower a lot of lives mm. with very simple changes that people don't understand or their concept is like, they don't understand why they're feeling all this pain or discomfort. Yeah. But it's like, dude, if you just change this one thing, yeah, your life will be it's so a much big better. Change. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, think of somebody with like osteoarthritis, right? Um, they're really stiff, right? They can't, they can't really move their joint, whatever it is, their knee or their hip. And with osteoarthritis, we know that it feels better when you move it and stretch it. So as if you tell them, dude, just walk 30 minutes a day. It's good for your health, your physical health, for your heart, for your lungs, for your body. But it's also good for your knee, let's say. And then you can easily tell them, okay, just do this stretch, just bend it and stretch it, bend it and extend it for 30 seconds a day or something, whatever. And literally something they can do for like, like 30 minutes in a day, you know, five minutes in a day, whatever it is, mm -hmm. can impact them so much. So I love that, that part of like teaching them something they're like, wow, physical therapy <laughs> I really, works. I never really thought of it that way type yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. It comes yeah. to a realization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. good. That's good. So 
uh, I know we talked about like the what you like most about be, being a PT. What's like the most difficult patient that you work with? And um, if you had one, how can you handle difficult people, you know, in this uh, set in this setting? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Ziggy. Yeah, I'm hitting Jeez. you with all of them. Hitting you with all the questions. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say difficult patient. For me, the most difficult types of patients are the ones that like love to just talk, mm-hmm. you know, like it's nothing against them, but they just don't know like when to stop their answer. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to be rude when they're telling their life story. Hold on. Let me no, it's, this. it's okay. Yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to be rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to be rude when they're when they're telling their life story but at the same time it's like okay that's not relevant right yeah so when patients like talk or they demand they kind of talk to you where they demand your attention you know it's like okay i'm trying to focus on what's wrong and kind of think about the decisions i need to make but then you're telling me like all oh, this useless something totally different yeah something to totally about. different yeah 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 it's like <laughs> i would love to know i would love to know but let me like you know mm-hmm. you know we can do that while stretching you know what i'm saying yeah like i'd love to hear about it you know when i'm stretching you like okay that's great but when i'm kind of thinking about it or, or writing things down they're just like talking and i'm like oh my gosh like this is a lot of information this is a lot yeah i don't know maybe it's a guy thing maybe it's a girl thing i heard i heard women can do that better like listen and and, and do like, stuff multitasking process yeah yeah i don't know but for me i have to like <laughs> can't you gotta take one at a time be, yeah, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you about um, patients talking too much. Because um, I know yeah. in my observation hours, uh, I had one dude who, like, he, I forgot what injury he had. He had a low back injury. But uh, we had to ask him, like, we use soap notes. You guys use soap notes, too? Yeah. Like, yeah. we use soap notes for everything. Like, we, we, once we get a new client, just soap, soap, soap. Um, so we asked some questions and stuff like that. And then um, he said that he had low back pain and he gave us a little bit too much information. And he said, well, I can't really have sex with my wife. Like it hurts. And we're like, we really didn't need to know that like at all. Yeah. We could have just kept it pushing without knowing that. So yeah, I yeah. think, uh, yeah, having patients talk too much kind of like takes away from actually, you know, working to get better and just, Right. information that doesn't really right. help us <laughs> at all yeah but, that's why it's also a skill to try to like shepherd you know shepherd the shepherd mm-hmm. the conversation a little bit yeah like that's a skill to say okay hey that's great but you know i, I was just wondering about this why are you here you know tell me about you know when you hurt yourself you know don't don't go on to the park yet like you know tell me that initial injury yeah. sometimes they'll talk and then they'll just breeze over Keep what's going. important yeah, mm-hmm. and that's when you need to stop them and say like, okay, let's talk about that. Yeah, get quick. back. Just, yeah, gotta get back it to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's so hard to 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 say it and not come off like as rude and try to say it as like a nice tone because you know if right. you say it in a wrong tone or you know in a rude way, obviously you know it's gonna come off wrong. But finding that right, key right. that key tone of like saying, okay, well that was great, but can we get back to you know what we're talking yeah. about in a nice way, yeah. obviously. But yeah, yeah, right. Uh, um, a teacher told me uh, he said you should 
an easy way to kind of do that is just like, hey, um, all of that sounds great. But, you know, when you talked about this, that was really important. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit more. And then you can tell me about mm. this later. That's and so you one. just kind of, you know, shift them real quick and say, hey, this was really important to me. Mm. Obviously, she's coming to you because you're the doctor. So you need to figure out what's important. So obviously, she's not going to feel offended yeah. if you're like, hey, this is important. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. We'll talk, <laughs> exactly. we'll talk more about that. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now we talked about the difficult part. What's like the, the funnest part? I feel like we kind of briefed over it earlier, but yeah. what's like the funnest part of being in, in PT working at um, that facility? The funnest part to me, especially with uh, working with the patients, mm-hmm. is when their progress is like this. And we finally get them out of like this turmoil of figuring out what hurts their body, figuring out what makes their body feel good. Why are they constantly having pain or they're slowly getting better, slowly getting better. And then all of a sudden they turn. Mm -hmm. I love that moment where they're like, I haven't felt pain for three days, which is new, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I have never, I'll never forget. Like the most funnest part is like when I, when patients come back to me and tell me like what I helped them with that was meaningful to them. So like this one patient called me um, the next day after I treated him mm-hmm. and then they're like, Hey, Justin, there's a call for you. I was like, okay. Who's calling me at like 6 PM. <laughs> I'm like, hello. And it's like, Hey, what's up? I just want to let you know and just tell you that I had for the first time in six months was able to sleep all night because of you. Wow. Like, I didn't have to wake up one time. I slept amazing. And that was because of your stretching. So thank you. And I was like, wow, that was super impactful. Impactful. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. I didn't realize what I could, you know, something so simple like stretching a shoulder could make such a big difference. Like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. right? Something so simple that we can change. Yeah. It makes such a big difference on people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like that's what it. I love. I love teaching that. I love showing people that. I love when they have that moment where they're like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, I should do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, a, lot feel- of, a lot of it is, go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Uh, I was just, just going to say a lot of it is just telling them like, hey, you need to, um, you, you just basically need to like stand up a little bit more. It's like quit sitting down too long. <laughs> if they just change that man the world would be a less pain place less a pain-free place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like that that feels good to your soul too just hearing that you know it's still like kind of the little things and you know hearing that from somebody obviously boosts boost your self-esteem and yeah. um yeah it was really, really good to hear um so uh i've watched your videos for a while now and i i love your, your personality how you're always like you know um funny you don't you don't care like what's around you whatever like you you make yeah. fun fun with your videos so yeah do, thanks, do you, yeah no problem do you think uh actually there was one video i was watching last night and um i forgot i think you were talking about what records prereqs that you need to take and then you had like a japanese uh, dude um like your character was a japanese dude uh, like yeah. the note and like the glasses yeah. and stuff like that I thought oh that yeah, was, yeah 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 that was, that was pretty funny it's funny um, i know <laughs> people people so, love the asian justin yeah, the, <laughs> yeah i thought that i thought that was hilarious so um do you think it's necessary to have like an outgoing personality like that in this field 
or should you be like kind of strict? Because I know one of when I was doing my observation hours, one of my one of the PTs there was like super strict. And like if yeah, yeah so if I if I messed up on like one exercise or wasn't or I, if I messed up teaching a patient an exercise, like she would see that and then like storm over and say like, no, you're not doing that right. You gotta do this. Da, da, da. So is there like a, a balance of you know should I be outgoing and like you know that outgoing personality with patients or should I be kind of more strict? Because I've seen both sides and it's kind of like yeah yeah. yeah. Um, well, the cliche, the cliche answer is just be you, right? Just be you. But I think that is so true because if you're the, I don't think you should first off fake who you are. So if you're an outgoing person, but you're like, Hey, this job is keeping me like, like straight edge, then like, I don't think you should do that. I think whatever environment you're at, you should feel comfortable being yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. But in my case, let me tell you about my case. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a, I'm a goofy person. I'm a silly person all the time, you know, except, except my wife always like, you're so serious, <laughs> only with us, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm, if I don't have things that are going on in my mind, like I don't, I'm not thinking of stuff, then I'm pretty relaxed. Like I, I'm chill, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm also, I also can be very focused. Like, dude, I need to do that. And like, what I'm doing right now is like kind of bothering me because it's taking me away from doing what, what need I need to focus to, on. What I need to focus on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I can be too focused, but also can be very silly. And I found that it just depends on what, where, what you feel like you attract more with, you know? Mm-hmm. So look, you're going to be in the service industry, meaning you're going to, you're going to be dealing with people. So you have to learn, there has to be some sort of art of interacting psychology um, some sort of like connection that you have to have with just with your personality because you're going to be with people. Mm-hmm. So, and you're going to, and you're going to be there to be their doctor, right? You're their physical therapist. I think one of the unique aspects of a physical therapist that a lot of healthcare workers don't have is that we get to see patients pretty often. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. You go to a doctor you see them once and you're done and you're whatever. That's it. You'll never see them again. There's so many doctors like that. But you go to PT, you'll see them for at least a month, two months, maybe once, twice a week, maybe every other, you know, every two weeks. Think of the, that's sometimes, that's like more often than you hang out with your friends. <laughs> yeah. If you think of it like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Like, I mean, I love my friends, but like, like we can't hang out twice a week. <laughs> yeah (laughs) like sorry Uh, yeah Um, so so you you have the opportunity to build that relationship a lot and i think that that's what's like so cool about the job yeah that's dope that's really good um so yeah being comfortable in your own skin and yeah just yeah firsthand just like seeing strict pts kind of like threw me off a little bit and i felt kind of like intimidated and i always had to like be careful of what I did with patients because it's like I have a feeling that they're looking at me right now when I'm working with the patient and I don't want to mess up so but yeah I think you explained that's it. normal that's normal to feel you know oh, like mm-hmm. you're when you're under even when you're in school and you're doing an internship like when you're a PT student you're still gonna feel like oh I, I don't want to mess up I don't want to mess up 
But once yeah. you have the autonomy of being by yourself, you can really let who you are out. And I feel like that's what I did really good at with my practice so far. In the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, let me just be a PT. Let me just, you know, do the work. Let me be able to survive a week without getting uh, a scolding from my supervisor <laughs> that I'm doing something wrong, yeah. you know? Just autonomous as a, as a PT, like I don't need any supervision or anything. So after that was all done, I realized my personality started to, to really come out because I didn't have to think about all that stuff. And that's when I'm like, you know, goofy in the clinic. I'm like, oh, ha, ha. like I'll be like, they'll be doing some exercise and then I'll pull up my, my um, pants on my, on my sock area. Uh-huh. And I go, look, and then they go, what is that? And I go, it's, it's Wednesday. It's waffle Wednesday. And I have chicken and waffles as socks. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> like I just randomly will say that. I go, Oh, look, do you like my socks? Wow. I pull it up and like, it's waffle Wednesday. And they're like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. And then they laugh and I'm like, Hey, I just wanted to tell you, but okay, continue. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just having that goofy side. Yeah. Being comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think to me, that really helps patients feel more connected. It's easier for them to feel, hey, I can open up to this guy or I trust this guy more, mm-hmm. you know, because like he's, he's human or whatnot, you know, they want to. Yeah. And a lot of PT is building that um, sale. It's like, a, it's like a sale. It's like you have to convince them that PT works. Mm-hmm. That's important. You have to buy, it's, it's called buy-in, right? They have to buy into physical therapy. Mm-hmm. So you have to show them what it, it's like and then uh, really build that relationship. And I think that's, yeah, that's what you need. Big part, yeah, big part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, what, what are some ways for like the viewers and, and listeners to this? Um, what are some ways that you could stand out from the competition when applying like to pt um, school uh yeah to pt school um yeah should they have like a lot of extracurricular activities or or what should what is your advice to them um to make them kind of stand out from the rest um to get accepted into that into the pt program yeah uh well obviously you should focus on what's like really important because that's going to strategically that's the best so obviously your GPA is going to, you have to make sure that that's like as high as you can get it. Right. Mm-hmm. I love to say 3.5 or better gives you a really good chance at getting into almost any program. So just aim for 3.5 or higher in both your prereq and your overall GPA. Right. Yeah. There's two different kinds, two down, but you yeah. want it. you right. Right. So A's and B's pretty much like as much as you can, like focus on that. You are a student right now. Your, your job is to, get A's like that is your job like unless you're a dad or a mom or whatever okay you're a parent but if you're a student with no obligations your job is to be a student and in order to perform well as a student you have to get A's because you know it's important to you because you're going to go to grad school if you're not going to grad school then who cares you know but if not like your sole job your job right now is to get the A's you have to and mm-hmm. if you don't get the A's or B's, then it's like, you know, I, I, I think all students have the capability of doing that, but they just like need more guidance on how to do it or have to, or don't have the discipline to stay or to stay motivated or focused. And it's sad because there's a lot of people who I think 
its lost potential that they could really become a DPT Use. and do so well. Yeah. And they yeah. could really make an impact, but like maybe, you know, poor study habits just kind of got them in the way of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I really, I really believe that like it, any student could make it into DPT school. You just got to like focus work, on the right thing. Focus. Yeah. 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 You got to have clarity. That's the biggest thing. I think a lot of students don't have clarity. They don't know what they want. They don't, they don't, they're not like, if you know what you want, then you can have change, right? Like you can, you can get focused on where you want to go. Exactly. But if you don't know where you want to go, how are you going to go anywhere? Who exactly. knows if you're going, who knows if you're going forward? <laughs> exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of students uh, forget like what they're going after. And then most importantly, why they're going, they're going after. after right? Yeah, I think that's a, a big part of it too. Um, even yeah, because yeah, I heard that from um, man, what's his name? I heard it on TED Talk, but I forgot the name of the dude. But you know, he he was a business dude, but he had like all these information and stuff like that about selling a product. But he said none of that matters unless you focus on your why. And that was like in the right. middle of all these different things that you focus on. Yeah, you got to focus on your why, why you want to do this, and then it will lead to so many other different things. So I thought that was, exactly. yeah, that's, yeah, that's really exactly. interesting. Um, it's like, it's like this, like you, you figure out what you want and why you want it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think want, a lot of people will say what they want and how to get it. Uh, that's yeah. what they immediately think of. Right. Mm-hmm. But the trick is if you know what you want and figure out why you want it, how to get there will naturally come. You don't come even to have you. to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So interesting. So um, well, what about uh, interview tips too? So if they're, if they're going for an interview, what other, what tips could you give somebody um, to, you know, ace their interview and get accepted? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you saw, but recently I posted a video on like Zoom interview tips. So mm-hmm. those of you who are watching, you should definitely go check that out. It's 12 easy tips you can do like in the Zoom before you even like turn it on, right? So mm-hmm. mastering your audio, your video, mastering your camera, right? Making sure it's not like a screen where it shows the double chin, but it's like high to low, right? Um, getting some lights, Light, yeah. right? Lighting's mm-hmm. important, having a clean background. So I talk about all that in that video. So, um, you know, just little things because I think students don't um, understand or realize this, or a lot of people don't realize when they do Zoom interview that it's like, okay, what's gone? So the interview is the same, but what's different? We don't have the physical touch now, right? Yeah. So now everything, I mean, obviously first impression is huge. Everyone can't deny that. So making sure that you're, visual what they're seeing is good aesthetically pleasing right check Mm -hmm. making sure what you're wearing check making sure your audio is hearing aesthetically pleasing right audio aesthetically pleasing um and just doing all those things to and it'll easily give you a boost in your attractiveness level kind of thing even before you say anything Mm -hmm. yes so little things yeah exactly i agree with you on that yeah um, and then I think a big one is to try to look at the camera <laughs> the know, whole time. Dude, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. I mean, you're going to look at yourself. You're going to look at the interviewers and stuff, but when you're trying to, you know, hit that point, 
like look into the camera because that's when you want to make that connection to whoever is interviewing you right yeah it's like that i mean you wouldn't talk to people without making eye contact so this is the same thing it's just like a camera yeah, over a computer yeah over yeah, yeah. with the computer so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah interesting good points yeah thank you for those those tips um now uh let's see I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask one more question and then we'll, we'll get into the next one because it just popped into my head. So um, yeah. I know you have your, your YouTube channel, um, your PT and stuff like that. Um, how, how do you balance both of those things? Like, do you edit your videos too and everything? Because um, I know you post a, a lot of good information, you know, weekly and stuff like that. So how do you find time to pick a topic that you want to talk about, film it, edit it? post it and then you still get you know work as a pt so how do you do all that yeah bro it was uh that's a very very you know that's something that i i feel like i have mastery in mm-hmm. that i mastered how to manage my time you know i'm productive like i can block times off and be and think about what's to come so like i already have my video for tomorrow done it was already on wednesday mm-hmm. so last wednesday i already had the video done for the following monday you know what i'm saying yes you, yeah so, so working that's how ahead, ahead you kind of have thing. to work ahead exactly yeah. exactly i mean there are some times where you have to like all right dude i gotta do this mm-hmm. but and then you just have to be disciplined with your time so if you're gonna hang out with your friends on the weekend and you have to get this project done then how are you gonna get it done if you're you're not just going to be like, okay, I'll just postpone it. You have to say, okay, well, I have to work an extra hour every night to get it done so that I can go to the party, right? Yeah. You have to prioritize. So this is, this is what I tell, this is what I tell my students uh, when, when I talk to them. I say, you need to find your GP. That's your game plan. And you just have to go, G-O, okay? So go, G-O stands for GP. The G stands for GP, game plan, mm-hmm. goals, and priorities. Gotcha. You have to figure out what are the goals of your day, of your week, of your month, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and prioritize what's important. What's important and urgent. I don't know if you saw that square thing, but it's like most uh, what's important, like- least important, urgent, not urgent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it's like when it's most urgent and important, that's where that's you, you focus on today. Yeah. Exactly. So you're prioritizing things. And then, so that's the G for go. And then the O is obedient. You have to be obedient to the plan because you're you're making these goals and priorities and you're going to plan out how to get there, right? How to achieve it. Boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. And when you tell yourself you're going to get it done, then you have to be obedient to the plan. You have to get it done. You can't tell yourself, ah, just postpone it next week, right? Mm -hmm. So you just have to go, G-O. So that, that's what I kind of tell them. I tell them to remember, just go, G-O, game plan, obedience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, a great point, great acronyms uh, to use. I feel like it's so hard, especially now during quarantine. You know, you make plans, you make goals and stuff like that. But then you find yourself sitting at home and it's like, uh, I mean, I could do it, but i'll just do it tomorrow type of thing it's so easy to brush off like those things and you know go watch youtube or you know watch a movie and stuff like that when you could have been using that time to work towards your goal 
So yeah, yeah, I think exactly. Yeah, being strong-minded and um, being able to 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 go after your goals is so important. Yeah, yeah. I just think about like, dude, we waste so much time on social media, YouTube, mm-hmm. all these different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I I view the the way how I save a lot of time, and I realize how much time I I like don't waste is was when I realized uh, when I stopped watching like TV mm. and that kind of stuff. So like, I don't want, I don't really watch sports as much because I realized like it doesn't serve me. Right. It doesn't do me any good. It doesn't propel me forward, but it is a good conversation starter. So I should watch more sports to just be involved as a PT. I think that's important. Right. Yeah. Um, so watching some news, making sure you're updated on like the campaign and all that stuff, the news. But I try not to dabble in like scrolling. That doesn't serve me. Like what does scrolling? That doesn't propel you at all, right? Mm-hmm. Unless just it's business. There. Yeah, you're just sitting there consuming or YouTube. You're just consuming and think about all those hours that you could have been using towards something else. Exactly. I feel like that's that's you have to view it that way. Yeah. yeah. Minimize your distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you brought up a good point too. Yeah. Minimize your distractions. Um, it's something that I have a hard time dealing with um, too right now. Um, yeah, just being on your phone, it's so easy to get lost and lose an hour. And it goes by so fast because you're just on your phone. Um, yeah. But I, I like to you said, um, you kind of minimize, minimize obviously those distractions and you kind of only watch the things that are kind of like relevant, like the campaign and, you know, some sports and stuff like that. Cause I had not a hard time, but it was kind of difficult to talk to, you know, the, the PTAs and like the patients when I interned, um, because all they talked about was like mainly football and they talked about, you know, the injuries that happened and like the players and the teams. And I only know, I don't know that much football. I know a lot about basketball. Like, that's my thing. I know everything about basketball, like every player. But um, <laughs> but it was just uh, hard to kind of relate to them because, like, you know, they'll be talking about football. And it's like, well, you know, I like the Patriots. That basically, yeah, yeah going in anyway. But, um, yeah, minimizing those distractions and only focusing on, you know, some important things or I think what you said are, are key points. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then you'll learn, you'll learn too, when you become a PT, like you'll learn your demographic, who you're serving, what they like, what's the topics they talk about. That's what I had to learn here, right? In Hawaii. It's like, well, they really love to talk about food. So I had to know my food. Talk about food. Yeah. Yeah. Food. And they love talking about like, like they'll use locations by name, (laughs) you know? Mm. So I had to, I had to learn location names around here. So you'll learn, you'll get it. So thanks for the encouragement. Thanks for the encouraging words. Yeah, I man. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, before we get out of here, I got a, a, just a couple more questions and, and then yeah. we'll go ahead and end it. But um, I know you had a video, video on this recently, um, but yeah, I, I wanted your opinion like here on the show for people that, that listen and, and stuff like that. Um, do you think it's appropriate to have tattoos in physical therapy? And like, if you have a tattoo, should it be one that, you know, is on your upper arm that you can cover with the sleeve or can it be like the open one um, on your form? Cause I know you have some tattoos on your arms and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. So does it kind of depend on like the facility or tattoos are completely fine? 
Yeah, 100% depends on the facility and the culture around the, the facility, right? Mm-hmm. So usually hospitals won't, they usually want you to wear a sleeve because hospitals are professional, right? So everyone just has to maintain a level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you get tattoos, try to put in a place where you can kind of cover it, right? So don't put it on your face kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that might be that might be hard to get a job maybe with that, you know. Um, but it, it depends on your facility. Like typically outpatient private clinics like the ones I work at, you know, a lot of or a lot of your physical therapy clinics around the world are outpatient private clinics. And if the, if the owner is cool with it, then you're, then it's good. Right. Cause it's up to the owner to decide. There is no law that says you cannot have you a tattoo and be a healthcare worker. Yeah. yeah. It's just whatever's attractive. Now I'm going to tell you this, like I want, I want to get a tattoo up on my neck here. Oh really? And then I want to get it all the way down into my hand. Jeez. Right. Yeah. And I, I plan to do that, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to have my own thing. So I'll just have my own like cash-based practice. Mm, The people will come to me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I won't have to worry about tattoos or anything because I'm my own boss. Yeah. Basically you have your own business sort of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point it's just more like, okay, well, does my tattoo get perceived as like untrustworthy? Mm. So that's, that's like, you know, that's a loss on my my own marketing, if that's true. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so last question. Um, yeah. If you can go back and change anything on your path to becoming a, a PT, would you change anything? And if so, why? Like something that you wish you learned earlier or anything? I wish that I, on my path to PT, I wish that I, I think maybe spoke out more about physical therapy. As a student, you feel like you're not worthy. You're not like, you don't know enough. You're just a student, but you do know a lot when you're a student and you don't realize what you know until like you graduate and you're like, oh, wow, I, re- I learned all that. Um, so I think... I think if I, you know, spoke out more about like my profession and advocated more, I think that would be cool. Like maybe be more active on social media to talk about PT more, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, I wouldn't change it either because, um, you know, you're not really reputable until you're like a DPT kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So you get to to that position. Right. 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 So those are part of that too, but um, yeah, that's, that's what I would change just to advocate more for for my profession. I think it's an amazing profession. Mm -hmm. I think it's like so fun to do uh, to impact lives with such simple things. Um, But it's a lot of money. (laughs) Oh yeah. For sure is. Yeah. For sure is. But that's all the questions I got for you. Um, Dude, it's yeah. great. <laughs> Thank you so that much for it. Yeah, no, this it was fun. It was fun talking to you. Um, thanks again for reaching out. Um, I really appreciate that. And thanks for taking time out of your day on this Sunday. Um, of course. To hop on this little Zoom call for this little thing I'm doing. So I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what is exactly this uh, um, Zoom call? Where are you going to put it? Like, 
Um, I, I was going to try to make it into like a YouTube thing. Um, and like, you know, edit the background and just have like an interview like that. Um, and I was going to put it as like a podcast for people that just want to, you know, just listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is something that I wanted to do since like earlier this year. And um, I just had a, a Zoom call with the former uh, strength and conditioning coach for the Warriors. And that was like wow. really, really dope to, to talk to him and yeah. talk to uh, um, about like his his view and his aspect of being an SNC for like an NBA yeah. team so that was really insightful to, to listen to him so that's basically like this podcast interview type of thing I'm still trying to work on the yeah yeah the, the title where, of it, where are you gonna post it um I was gonna make an Instagram because I'm trying to get my like clientele I guess I'm trying to get like a bunch of interviews like made and stuff like that so when I yeah. make my my Instagram page I can like you know post them and then already have post. it yeah so because i don't want to you know have the interviews that i have now I just have you and him right now i don't want to post those and then you know wait a whole month until i can get into like another interview um yeah but yeah i just want to have like some lined up and then just post them so definitely gonna make an instagram and then you know when i post it and stuff like that um i'll definitely tag you and all that yeah uh, and yeah, the, with the YouTube thing, I put like a description and you know link to your YouTube channel and stuff. So I'll, I'll do the whole shebang. Sure, sure. Um, nice. But yeah, so that's like this little side thing that I like doing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, when you get it up and going, um, yeah, let me know. I'd definitely love to support it, yeah. be a part of your growth. If you have any questions on uh, growing on social media platforms and how to monetize and stuff, that's like something I'm I'm working towards as well. And mm-hmm. I think um, once things start going, I'm going to be teaching a course on that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, dope. Kind of thing, that's you know, really good. as a yeah. PT. But yeah. uh, actually what I'm going to do in the near future is I'm actually, so a lot of the stuff I talked to you about um, is on the premise of my coaching course that I'm mm-hmm. going to start pretty soon in the near future. So it's basically teaching students how to be a high performing student in different areas of your life that are important while being a student in school. Oh, that's interesting. Study habits, productivity, time management, right? Your relationships, your mental health, right? Your mental well-being is so important. Your fitness and nutrition, right? And your, um, what was the last one? I forget, one of them. But, but basically, it's, it's uh, just the different areas of your life to, to really uh, teach you the right habits and how you should be productive and how you can be a high performer, just like I did, mm-hmm. so that you can still get good grades in school, so that you can still hang out with your friends or significant others in the, on the weekend, so that you can still travel, you can still have a part-time job, you can still make a YouTube channel. Yeah, you can still a start a fitness challenge. You can still work out consistently, never missing a week, four days a week, or at least an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. You can still get married. Like I did all that. Yeah. And it's because my habits were like, I, I set them up and I mastered them being a student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so um, yeah. yeah, man, if you're, if you're interested in that, let me know so I can put you on uh, the list when I, when I release it to people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely keep in contact. And if you want a copy of this video that we made and stuff like that, I'll be more than happy oh, yeah. to, to, yeah. to, to send it to you. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, when I get it up and running, like I said, I'll go ahead and hit you up and 
yeah we'll go from there but yeah definitely that course it sounds really interesting um so i might have to hop on that <laughs> hey, hey, hey hey yeah it's gonna be dope it's gonna be dope man because i think there's so many there's so many like things that i think students don't know or how to like navigate through manage mm-hmm. especially during covid you guys feel frustrated don't know how to get a's there's a lot of pressure going into school but it's yeah. like if i teach you like little tips and strategies of how you should think, how you should study, how you should approach it, all those different things, and still get good grades, and still do the things you love to do, mm-hmm. then why not, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, who wants to live, Who? which life would you rather live, kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, thanks again, Justin, um, for yeah, coming on. Yeah, appreciate you and all that you do in um, YouTube channel. Um, push that. Good luck and keep grinding, keep working hard. Really Thank good to, you. See, to see you put out content content weekly and good content uh, weekly. You. So, yeah, Thank appreciate you. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Thank Yeah, thanks so much for supporting. And I, it's really important for me to uh, put out high-quality content for students that just, like, need these, these resources out to them, you know? Yeah, just, exactly. Just, free resources that are easy fun you know funny to watch but it's also like oh that's like important yeah i need to know relevant yeah i need to know that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly so that's what i think about i think about you guys when i post (laughs) thank you we appreciate it we appreciate it (laughs) but all right then justin i'll let you get back to your day um thanks again thank you um after this video like compresses and stuff like that i'll just send you the unedited version just like just raw footage and stuff like that so you can have it um it's okay if i if it's okay if i use it as content just like uh, oh yeah most definitely go ahead you you got my permission yeah all right cool cool thanks bro all right no problem enjoy the rest of your day justin all right you too man thanks for this call all right yep no problem yep yes it was bye see you